all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Praise the Lord and all you heavenly hosts. Amen. Lift your Bible to the Lord. Let's make our faith confession. Ready? Let's go. Amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 8, if you would. Hebrews chapter number 8 this morning. Hebrews chapter number 8. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. Hebrews 8, verse 11. When you have it, say amen. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none of his brothers saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. Say, God wants to know me personally. Uh, Watch this. From the least of them to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that, he says, a new covenant. Somebody say new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. One more scripture. Go to Luke 11 and 1. Luke 11 and 1. Say, God wants to personally know me. And have a personal relationship. Uh, We talk a lot in the body of Christ about having a personal relationship with God. And yet most folk don't understand how to acquire that. Uh, Luke 11 and 1. When you have it, say amen. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased. That one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And as John also taught his disciples. Uh, Go back to verse 11. He said, Lord, teach us to, watch this, communicate with God. Teach us how to have relationship with God. Teach us how to have intimacy with God. You cannot have any relationship without communication. You cannot have any relationship without intimacy. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, prayer, praise, and worship, part three. You'd be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now. We open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to finish part three of this that I've been doing on Wednesday Night Lives because I want for us to be able to 
to move forward at those things that God has ordained. Uh, say relationship. Good communication is important for every relationship. Please understand, how many issues have you run into and people have you fallen out with simply because you did not know how to properly communicate with them? Uh, how many best friends have you been through? How many uh, family members have you fallen out with simply because you did not know how to communicate with them? Somebody say relationship. Uh, my question is, how many people have fallen out with God for the same reason? Uh, you know what it means to fall out. There's some kind of disagreement. There's some kind of misunderstanding. And so folk ain't talking and they won't communicate with one another. And so God is saying, if you want to know how to have relationship with me, you've got to learn how to communicate with me. If you want to learn how to have good relationships with people, you've got to learn how to communicate with people. And communication does not just work on your terms. Communication has to be on the same channel for both people. Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. Touch your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. Uh, you say, Bishop, what does this have to do with relationships? I thought you were talking about relationships on Sundays in May. Oh, I am. You can't have good horizontal relationships until you first have proper vertical relationships. You're not hearing what I'm saying. It's God's divine order. You're not going to be able to get along with your family until you first learn to get, a, get along with God. You're not going to be able to get along with your best friend until you first learn to get along with yourself. The problem that most people got is that they don't even know who they are, and so they're trying to communicate to somebody else, and they keep sending mixed messages because they don't know what they're doing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. That's all right. Preach, Bishop. Uh, please understand. Say vertical first. Uh, vertical relationships first mean I got to understand that God's got to be first in my life. He can't be second. He can't be after big mama them. He can't be after your cousin them. He can't be after your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your boo. He can't be after folk. He's got to be first. But then next God says, I've given you the man of God that's going to speak to you on behalf of God. And so you can't get along with God if you can't get along with the man of God. A lot of people think they can treat the man of God any kind of way, and God is going to be all right with that. Uh, let me help you understand something. God says, if you disrespect my mouthpiece, then why will I bother talking to you? Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's all right. If you disrespect the mouthpiece of God, then God's not going to waste his time speaking to you. And so say vertical. Uh, so it is God, then the man of God, and then when you come in alignment with those two things, then you can have good horizontal relationships. Please understand, it's like somebody trying to, trying to be cool with you, but they, fought, they fell out with your best friend. And so they're talking about your best friend, but they're going to try to come be cool. Well, it's cool with us, right? No, it ain't cool with us. You better go get it right with them first. And it's got to be the same way for people of God. You cannot allow people to disrespect or dishonor the man of God and be cool with you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Preach, Bishop, I sure will. So now watch this. There are three, and I've been teaching you this on Wednesday Night Live. There are three primary modes of communication with God. They are prayer. These are not optional to our relationship. They are required for our relationship and vital for our relationship to be successful. Tell somebody, say, you got to talk to them. Uh, there used to be a song in the old church that said Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. But if you would dial the wrong number, you're going to keep getting the operator. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And some folk have been dialing 411 and God is saying all you had to do was dial zero. But you keep dialing the wrong thing, trying to force God to communicate with you the way you want to communicate to him. 
Uh, y'all ain't going to preach, Bishop. And so prayer, I have taught you, is talking to God. It means to ask. It means to petition. Say prayer. prayer. Talking. To ask. To petition. Now, I talked to you about prayer, but then I want to get right here. Praise and worship. Uh, praise and worship means I'm appreciating something. Just like if you have a house and your house appreciates, even in this market, it can because God's on your side. Tell somebody say, he's on my side. Uh, if your home appreciates, then values being added to your home. When we praise and worship God, we are appreciating his value in our life. See, the reason God can't do great things in some folk life ain't because he's not great. It's because they don't see him as great. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's not that his power is limited. They've limited his power in their life. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Your God is El Shaddai. He is the beginning and the end. He is. You're not here. But God says, if you don't see me that way, it is the same reason people can be married to good people, but they don't understand the value of what they have. And so they complain and they moan and they groan until they find themselves by themselves. And maybe it wasn't all your other husbands. Maybe it was you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Maybe it wasn't all the folk you've been with. Maybe it's you didn't see the value of what I feel like preaching. How far somebody say add value? So now watch this. Praise means I'm adding value. It means I, I see that there's something in it that's better than its current circumstance. But praise is also a weapon. Touch somebody say a weapon. Now, now, now watch this. Say worship. Uh, go to John 4 and 20. John 4 and 20. I'm about through. John 4 and 20. I mean that. John 4 and 20. Y'all ain't going to get teaching like this and not shout me down. Y'all ought to be running up the altar. Y'all ought to be ambushing the altar. It's amazing to me, though. The, the, let me just, I need to just digress. The relationships people value. They value folk that don't add no value to them. And they're trying to please folk that ain't done nothing for them. But the folk that broke their back and got their credit messed up for them, you're not hearing what I'm saying. They value folk that don't add value to them. That's crazy. That's why we value God, because he adds value to us. Why are you trying to please some low-down, no-good somebody that didn't care about how you was going to eat and where you were going to live? What? But the people that are there for you, Oh, you want them to accommodate. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm preaching that out of experience. John 4 and 20, watch this. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Woman, believe me. The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Well, I said, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, you keep trying to limit worship to a place. He, she said, my father's worshiped on this mountain, but the Jews say go do it in Jerusalem, the city of peace. Lord, we're kind of confused. And the Lord says, woman, the hour is coming. And now is, read your Bible, when they that worship, it's going to be a spiritual thing. Spirit and truth, I taught you that, truth. There's a Greek word, pistis, faith, truth. 
and spirit. Say spirit. Meaning you cannot see it or discern it by the natural man. Why, Bishop? Because my worship is a lifestyle. This ain't worship. Crying and snotting up tissue ain't worship. Because I've seen some folk cry and praise and then get out in the car and cuss the hell out of folk. So that ain't worship. Cuss the Hades, the Gehenna, or the Tartarus. I ain't cussing this. You understand your Bible. I've taught you. Where all that crying go? Where all that go? Worship. Say it's a lifestyle. Now, Bishop, how do you know that you're in worship? You're in worship because your lifestyle is a lifestyle of obedience. It means you do what you're told when you're told to do it without question. And the problem a lot of saints got is they don't know how to do what they're told without questioning it because they somehow think their wisdom is greater than the wisdom of the one that gave the instruction. Go to Genesis 22 and 5. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. That's all right. I'm going to preach anyhow. They shout no line. Tell somebody say they shout no line. Genesis 22 and 5. Genesis 22 and 5. I'm going to show you what worship is. I'm going to show you what worship is. See, see, worship is not. Father, I just thank you. Ooh, I worship you. Ooh, you've been good. Ooh, you just, mm, mm, mm. he's a wonder in my soul. Let me show what worship is. Genesis 22, 5, you ready? And Abram said to his young men, stay here with your donkey. The lad and I, or the young man, who's he talking about? Isaac and I will go up yonder to worship. And then we'll come back. God says, Abram, take the lad up the mountain, sacrifice him to me. Take, take Isaac up the mountain and sacrifice him to me. No, no, you, you're missing it. You're missing it. Take Abraham up, or take Isaac up the mountain, slay him. Meaning, do what I told you to do, and don't ask me no questions about why you got to do it that way. So what is worship? Worship means I follow instructions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he tells the other young man, I'm going to worship with Isaac. What, what is, but what was he going to do? Kill him. Worship is when my flesh wants to go this way. But I got an instruction that says go that way. And so God, because I give you value and I worship you, God, I want to do this, but I was given instruction to do this, and so I'm going to do this. I feel like sleeping in today, but the Bible says don't forsake the assembling of the... So I got to get myself up, get myself in the shower, and get down to the church. Why? Because I live a lifestyle that's submitted to worship. It's amazing. A lot of saints, please understand, not you, you're spiritual, but folk you know. Act like we're doing God a favor. 
I had one guy come down and tell me one week, you did a good job. I said, I say, son, bless you. I hope you listened. I, I'm not doing, I ain't critique. Who am I doing a good job? Who am I? I'm not trying to impress you. That's your neighbor. Say, Bishop ain't trying to impress you. He, he, is, he is not trying to impress you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I learned to get delivered from what Moses had, that people thing. Well, what the people want, what the people say. Listen, I hear from God, and that's what the people going to get. Worship is a lifestyle of obedience. It is a lifestyle of sacrifice. Maybe there are some days I don't feel like coming and preach to you. But I worship. So I'm obedient to my assignment. Are you getting this? Maybe there's some days you're writing out that offering check saying, Lord, I could do this and this. But I worship you. So I'm obedient. So I do it without question. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Now, Genesis 14, 20. Flip there very quickly. Genesis 14, 20. So we understand worship. worship. Worship is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And it, you cannot do it in church if you don't do it every day. That is the reason why when we try to worship and we try to enter into worship, some folk don't know what to do because they don't do it every day. So you're trying to ask them to be intimate with a stranger. Please understand, I, I know we live in a different society today, but most folk would at least want to know the name of the person they're getting ready to be intimate with. I know people do things differently. Not here. I'm talking about other, but they do things a little different. And, you know, all this one night and then all that. But please understand, uh, please understand, you at least want to know their name. You at least want to know something about them. You are a human, right? You are... <laughs> now, I ain't judging nobody. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Is that worship is Intimacy. So since worship is intimacy, how can I be intimate with somebody? I don't know their name. I don't know what they look like. I don't know their embrace. I don't know what they feel like. I don't know what they smell like. And so you get somebody like a Laban that will trick you and send somebody else in the tent. I could work that if I had time to work it. You, a lot of people call worship their, their emotionalism and their emotional stuff. But if you're really a worshiper, you know how to shut your mouth when you need to shut your mouth and submit when you need to submit. This is too hard for Sunday. I should have waited until next Wednesday. See, if I'm intimate with God, then that means the Holy Ghost will tell me when to hush. Why? Because you are valuable to him and he adds value to you. You're saying that. Say, I'm valuable to him. I'm here to make an announcement to you. You're not some shrimp. You're not some punk. You're not some loser. God says you are valuable to me. If I made anywhere my house, I wanted to make it you. I could make any place my home, but I desire to dwell in you. Who is man that you are mindful of us? God can live in a whale. He can live in a boat. He can live in a camera. But he says, I want to live in you. Touch somebody and say he lives in you. Genesis 14, 20. 
Now, you won't see it this way in the New King James Version. You'll see it this way in the Amplified Version. It is the first time the word praise appears in Scripture. The English word praise appears in Scripture. Here's what Amplified says, Genesis 14, 20. And blessed, praised, and glorified be God most high, who has given all your foes into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of all he had taken. So the first time praise is mentioned, it has to do with giving. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Praise is a response to what God has done and proven by an external action. Abram praised God because he gave him victory over his enemies. His external action was to give his tithe. Are, are you still here? Praise is a what? Response to what God has done and proven by an external action. Meaning, I can see your praise. You can't do that in your heart. That somebody say you can't praise in your heart. The worship, that's a spiritual thing. That's a lifestyle thing. But your praise, I should be able to identify. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Go to Psalm 22, 22. Go to Psalm 22, 22. Y'all all right? Psalm 22, 22. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You ready? 20, 22. 22, 22. You ready? Ready, read. Stop. I will externally tell people. Not I was thinking in my heart that that person should know the Lord. I was thinking in my heart that I was going, you know, that, that God was good. No. What did he say? I, I'm going to tell everybody I come in contact with about what you've done. And if they don't want to hear it, that's their problem. They can move out the room when I show up. But everybody that sees me, I'm going to declare your I'm going to declare your name to them. Everywhere I go, I'm a walking, talking, breathing. Praise ain't just, I, it's who I am, man. It's everywhere I go. Read the next part. Whoa, 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 whoa. So he, he's talking, he says, in the midst of the gathering. In the midst of the congregation. In the midst of the people. Meaning, I never allow myself to be ashamed. I said, I never allow myself to be ashamed. I said, I never allow myself to be ashamed. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I don't care what nobody says about me if I'm running and if I'm shouting. You don't know what I've been through, where I came from. Listen, you ought to get a praise on your lips because I'm going to do it in the midst of everybody else. And so everybody else can be, why are they so loud? Listen, you need to get louder. I'm trying to raise the volume in the entire, why, why are they clapping? Why are they shouting? You're the one that needs to read the Bible. It's supposed to be loud. 
It's supposed to annoy the devil. The reason some folk get annoyed is because they call themselves bringing in God and they really brought in the devil. Satan is the only one that's going to try to shut you up. God ain't going to, okay. Shh, that's contrary to what he's already said. And the reason some folk don't see great victory in their life is because they don't know how to be loud. They know how to run their mouth about the wrong stuff, but they don't know how to praise God. And they know how to get on the phone and call their girlfriend and call this man and call this person and and complain and run their mouth. But when God's doing something, they don't know how to declare the name of the Lord in the midst of the assembly. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Go to 2 Chronicles 20. Come on, we about to ride home. Here we go. 2 Chronicles 20. Let's ride. Here we go. 2 Chronicles 20. Verse 22. When you have it, say amen. Uh, that is the reason why engaging in praise and worship is, is very important. I, I didn't hear nothing. I was watching before it came down. I said, it's amazing cause, because we, we, we have not corporately ascended to a place to where our worship is not fleshy. Because the only time we lift them is when they say lift them. The only time we clap is when they say clap. And the book said, I was so glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. And it is unfair of you to expect God to move miraculously in your life. And you don't give him the basics. So you trying to fast and all that. Listen, before you get all there, give him the basics. You're trying to find out Hebrew and Greek and all this and get deep. And Bishop, tell me what this means. And Bishop, what does this mean? And Hasetan and who this and what all that. And all that and all. No, 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 no. You, you don't even pray without being prompted. I, listen, I, tell somebody, say, so he ain't judging. But corporately, say corporate. C- corporately, we, we, we have got to ascend to a I'm pastoring, right, for this next 30 seconds. Corporately, we have got to ascend to a place to where our worship and our praise is not dependent on what happened to us before we got here. See, I can tell when some of y'all had a bad morning because it's written all You ain't got to say a word because you refuse to give God what's due him. And it's amazing because you'll go to work and smile and do all that. Because you don't want nobody at work to know your business. But you'll come in church and let your face tell all your stuff. Now, but Bishop, what are you saying? I'm not saying be fake and phony. What I am saying is, is see, see, you, you have not matured in your relationship to God. It's the only time you give him intimacy is when you feel like it. I'm going to take it another further since y'all ain't going to say nothing. In a marriage, in a marriage relationship, you will not have a very long-lasting relationship. Husbands and wives, husbands and wives, <laughs> husbands and wives, husbands and wives. Now, boyfriends and girlfriends. Husbands and you will not have a long-lasting relationship if the only time you get some is when they feel like it. Now, I can come off the stage if you'd like. 
I don't really feel all right. But listen, you ain't got to feel nothing. I... In fact, you can go to sleep. I... Married people, married people, married people. I'm pastoring right here. I, t- I took a little longer than my 30 seconds. Bishop, what are you trying to say? If worship is intimacy, what gives you a right to say, God, you ain't getting none today? I had a bad week. You, had, you uh-uh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Get out of your flesh. That's why you don't see him move because you're withholding. And the Bible said in a married relationship, you can't withhold unless both parties mutually agree during a time of fasting, which means that don't apply when it comes to praise. I just don't, I don't, I don't feel like it. Let's just watch TV. Some of you want to know why it's so hard for you to change. It's hard for you to change because you've never been intimate with God. Association brings about assimilation. You keep trying to work on you and God says, if you just get in the bed, I'll fix you. If you'll just be intimate with me, I'll fix you. You keep struggling with cigarettes, get intimate with me, I'll take the taste out your mouth. You keep struggling with lust, get intimate with me, I'll take the taste out. If you want to change, you got to be around him. How are you going to be Christ-like and you ain't never been intimate with Christ? Second ah. Chronicles twenty twenty two. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said what? Ambushes against, huh? 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 And? And what? I've said this before, but I need you to understand the power. Praise sets ambushes against your enemies and causes them to defeat themselves. Meaning, because understand, an enemy is anything that opposes your progress. Not just people. Not just the devil. The enemy is anything that opposes your what? Your progress. Are you still here? Are you still here? Uh, So now what that means is this. Is that God says, uh, maybe the doctor said you got sugar. Diabetes. God says, when you learn how to be intimate with me, I'll turn diabetes against itself. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 